Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning, and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It is Thursday the 7th, and I am on Zoom with Wendy Kappinga, um, and she's joining me to read the scriptures, to read today's scripture, and uh, to just reflect on it, and just invite you into the conversation. If you have any thoughts about the scripture passage, reflections, um, questions, additions, um, pontifications, just uh, send them to me on my email address, which is in the show notes, Brendan McClanahan at victorypoint.org, and I'd love to get your input. Um, we are going to read John 14, verses 1 through 14, and then we're going to talk about it, Wendy. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay, awesome. I'm going to read this passage for us. This is Jesus speaking. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to, I will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and, in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. So, Wendy, I'm going to let you take the first crack at this. <laughs> There's so, too, many, too many things I want to talk about in this <laughs> There's a lot. First, I'm going to say, I, I just appreciate the fact that the places where people doubted were not omitted from the Bible. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Thank you, Thomas, for just doubting kind of on a regular basis so that I feel like it's okay to doubt once in a while. Yeah, and um, thank you, John, for including it. Right. <laughs> um, in verse 2, I find comfort in the word prepare. Uh, um, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a type A. I like to prepare uh-huh. things. I like to know things. They're kind of So there's a lot of comfort knowing like, my heavenly father is actually preparing. It's not just this 
random thing that's going to happen. It's very intentional. Um, and then more so in verse six, where it says, I am the way. Um, I feel like that should be bold, italicized, underlined. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we like options. We're Americans. We can get things wherever and however we want them, how fast we want them. Um, and in many ways, um, it should worry us that there's just this singular way. But instead of worrying, I find a lot of security and a sense of surety that there is just one way. And he's very clear about what that way is. So mm. those were kind of my, yeah. my two big takeaways. Okay. I'm going to get myself in trouble here, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about this. Um, <laughs> man, I, I think I was talking with Crow about this a few weeks ago. Uh, now it's a few months ago, probably a few years ago, because it's like before COVID-19. Um, we were on a walk together, but we were talking about like people that we know, people in our lives, we're not sure, did, did they get in to heaven? You know, like lived a terrible life, committed horrible atrocities, and at the very end of their lives, commit their life to Jesus, and off to heaven they go doesn't seem right you know or like on the contrary amazing people you know amazing people who don't believe in jesus or didn't believe right you know or or maybe were um you know off off the path of orthodoxy you know um, didn't believe the same way we believe or whatever and like did they get in get into heaven you know, these eternal dwelling places that Jesus promises to his disciples, um, the people who believe in him and trust in him. And just the tension that I feel around that, especially like for me as a pastor, being somebody that, that maybe somebody would ask those things about, you know, to check, like, what, how do I know? And what do you say? And um, also feeling that pressure of like, am I letting people off the hook or leading people on the path of hell if I don't confront them about their lifestyle and say, you've got to turn around or else, you know, you're going to have worse things coming to you in eternity. So that, that's what I mean by, I might be getting myself into trouble here because there's a lot of tension around this that I just feel in myself that I should be honest about. And um, I feel like that's another way of interpreting the situation that the disciples are having with Jesus where they're like, wait, where, where are you going and how do we know the way? And I feel like we do this so much with ourselves and with other people of delineating a way that's apart from the person of Jesus, you know, to be like, well, it's about how I live or what I do or how I spend my time or what, even what I believe, like the things that I believe in, the, you know, the circumference of my faith bubble. Um, it's never enough faith. It's never enough. And it's never right. You know, this side of eternity, um, I, and this is where I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble, but I hope you guys have grace for me. This side of eternity, our theology, man, if we, once we're in heaven, we're going to look back on my puny little theology, our puny little theologies and be like, oh my gosh, that was so sad and pitiful. <laughs> you guys had no idea what this was about. You had no idea who Jesus was. The same way that like, 
I'm interacting with you on Zoom is like way more than what we experience between us and God. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Like, like Paul says, you know, right now we know in part, you know, we see it, it, like in, what is it, First Corinthians, like we see in part and like then we, we shall see in full. And um, I just look at Jesus saying, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's a person. The way to heaven is a person. He's the person who saves. He's a person we trust. It's not like a, a checklist or a, a series of um, qualifiers or a rubric that we escape with um, that we so often hold up to ourselves and hold up to others. And um, I am so comforted when I think about like, like my, my grandfather, for example, I think I've talked about him a little bit. Um, um, he's got a really, really shady past had a really, really shady past and um, caused a lot of pain and trauma in my extended family's life because of his decisions. Um, And we, he died a few years ago and we were in charge of kind of like speaking at his funeral and holding a funeral for him as the family members. What do we say at a funeral? You know, like, um, and my dad just met me in Starbucks right before the funeral, just tears in his eyes, opening up his dad's Bible and seeing Romans just highlighted back and forth over and just feeling that like, ah, how do I make sense of this? You know, like, how do I make sense of this? Like, here's this rotten guy who to his death, like was so narcissistic and egotistical and was nothing but pain for, I won't say nothing but pain, but mostly pain for our family. Um, and we're, we're committing him into Jesus' arms. Like, how does that work? And I just have to believe that that's the only way it works is by committing that person to Jesus and going like, Jesus, we trust you. Like, I don't know what you're going to do with him, you know, but you're a person and you are the judge. And so we trust others to you. And I trust myself to you, Jesus. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't check off all the boxes, but I, all I can do is trust in Jesus, you know, be like, all right, Jesus, you are the way to eternal life. So like, Jesus, lead me, you know, like have mercy on me. Um, uh, you know, like the passage yesterday said, um, once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so I don't, I can't make those calls, you know, like, what I can do is say the only person who can save you to eternal life and bring you to the father is Jesus. You know, that's, a, that's the only way that can happen. And I'm going to trust in Jesus for that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I hope yeah. I don't get in trouble by saying that, but no, I don't think you'll get in trouble by that because it, it makes a lot of sense and it takes away. I think we were talking about it in Monday's podcast. Um, like that fear of, you know, persecution or people getting angry these are the types of things where some of that judgment can come in and we're not called to judge or to be the judge um and this is where you say god's got this Mm -hmm. and not in a superficial like god will take care of it like no this is where god wrestles it out with that person and that's just between the two of them and 
what I hear you saying and what I think is so true is it's just our role to be whatever kind of uh, support to that. If, if we're mm -hmm. discipling, if we're sharing, if we're being vulnerable, if um, we're just praying for them. Um, but the rest is between, between God and that person because it is just him. Yeah. So. It's heaven is a person and Jesus is heaven. And so it's like, yeah, I, th I think I'll also go back to Stephen's word of just into your hands, I commit my spirit. Kind of what you were outlining of, do I fully just trust in the person of Jesus? Or for me, is Jesus the person who shows me a separate way? You know, like shows me a way to live. Um, I do think Jesus shows us a way to live, but Jesus is the way to live, you know, like, right. and so if I think that Jesus is the one who's making the rules and then I'm going to ascribe to the rules, I think I end up in a big old knot of legalism, trying to follow the rules or holding people to a standard saying like, this is how it has to be in your life or else. And um, I think that's, there couldn't be a worse, like practical atheism, you know, of, and I think that's exactly what the Pharisees did is took God's goodness and God's presence and turned it into, they codified it. You know, they, they turned it into a, a way of living that um, it was out of good intentions of trying to, to help people take steps of righteousness in their own lives and turn their lives around. But it became divorced from God's actual presence and turned into legalism as soon as they created it. And I feel like that's what we do every single day with ourselves is get up out of bed and go, how do I be a better person? How do I be the best version of myself? You know, and, um, and instead of trusting ourselves to a person who, without whom we would be lost, you know? So anyway, that's what I see in this passage is G is just saying, I am the way. Um, it, there's no, there's no way apart from me. There's not like this list of rules. Um, there's, there's me and I'm the person that you need to trust. Um, to prepare a place for you. I would agree with that. <laughs> um, anything else in this passage we need to talk about? I feel like there's a million other things in this passage <laughs> we need to talk about. It might be enough for today. I mean, I'll just mention a couple of the other things. Um, the one who believes in me will also do the works I do. And in fact, will do greater works than these because I'm going to the father. Uh, that sounds really good, um, but really hard to take hold of and believe for myself and for the people I lead and love, my family. And, you know, it's like, really? Do greater works than these? Okay. Like, <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, and uh, it, that takes a lot of faith. Um, and then also, um, I will do whatever you ask in my name. Really? Is that really what I believe? I'm just being honest. Like, those are big promises that I rarely grab hold of. And I think we as a collective church and just in general, our, our Christian culture rarely grabs a hold of. So, um, I mean, those are big challenges, big high bar and high invitation there. Yeah. I don't necessarily always like to think that I need to be more challenged or held to a higher standard of doing the Christian walk when you can kind of do it in comfort. Um, yeah. But 
it is a challenge and if we want to grow and if we want to crave more of Jesus, then those are the things that we should be striving for. So. Absolutely. Sweet. Well, thanks, Wendy. Um, hopefully you guys will have grace for us and not being able to digest the entire passage in one sit down. Um, <laughs> there's just a lot there. So read this passage yourself and uh, maybe take somebody aside and ask them to read it with you and, and uh, digest this together. There's a lot of good stuff in here, but I would say maybe the question to leave you with is like, are are you trusting yourself to um, some rules and standards that you've set for yourself because of the way you practice your faith? Or are you entrusting yourself to a person uh, who has mercy on you and um, who leads you and without whom you'd be lost? That's kind of my, I guess, my question for the day for reflection. With that, um, we will be with you tomorrow. Catch you tomorrow to read more of Acts 7. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.